Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Verse number four, chapter 11 of Numbers. And the mixed, M-I-X-T, multitude that was among them fell a lusting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? Hmm. Lori, I want you to catch this. The mixed multitude fell lusting. And the children of Israel also wept. Everybody said again. And said, who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely. The cucumbers and the melons and the leeks. The onions and the garlic. But now, glory. Oh, but now our soul is dried away there is nothing at all besides this manna before eyes the manna was as coander seed and the color thereof was a bedallion and the people went out about and gathered it and ground it in mills beat it in the mortar and baked it in the pans made cakes of it and the taste of it was as the taste of fresh oil. Heavenly Father, God, I'm standing today as your servant, knowing, Lord, that I am nothing tonight, but, God, I contain a sermon that you put there. And I ask you, God, that you would help me to bring forth with anointing, with encouragement, with strength to your people. Oh, to break the bonds of Satan and to set them free in the name of Jesus through the through the word of God let it be done tonight even as I speak in Jesus name amen and amen praise the Lord you can be seated the mixed everybody said the mixed multitude Somehow I must define this mixed multitude to you tonight because it is very important to our subject tonight. Amen. If I could say it and as I began to study this out, the mixed multitude that meant literally the mongrel race, literally. Arabia mingled people. They were the outcast. Can I say they were the troublemakers? If you, anybody seen any of them? The mixed multitude is defined because it is, it is important tonight that we know who they are. These were the hangers-on, if you please. They grabbed a hold of the coattails of the Hebrews, the Jews, the children of Israel. They took hold of the skirts of the Jews only because they couldn't live at home either. They couldn't get along with anybody. They made everybody trouble. But they hung on to the Jews and they followed them. They were out to seek their fortunes. They were entrepreneurs at somebody else's expense. They were seeking fortunes no matter which way they was headed. That's what they were there for. This mixed multitude were not even numbered with the children of Israel. But they were set aside as a people that God made no account of. Come on now, think of this. Think where I'm going. These were the rabble, if you please. They were the scab sheep that infected the flock. They were the leaven that leaveneth the whole lump. These were the discontented, 
ill-natured, ill-willed people. Come on. This mixed multitude was the ones that started the murmuring first. Come on. They were the complainers. They were the untoward generation that we are to save ourselves from. They weren't expecting the trials and the troubles. They were only going along, Brother Terry, for a free ride. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. How many's everybody seen anybody that's gone along just for the ride? I'll get... I'll just get something out of this. Whatever is coming my way, I'll get some riches. Some of the money that runs over or some of the riches that run over, I'm just going to catch some of that. I won't fight any of their battles with them. I'll stand back and watch, but I'm going to get some of the prey. I'm going to get some of the booty, if you please. Oh, that's what they called it in the Bible. I want to caution us tonight, right now, that there is a mixed multitude, and I'm going to say it this way, that I believe that God has placed in the church. It's in the church right now, whether you believe it or not. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not don't, get, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to speak a negative message. There always has been, there always will be, and every church has them. And if we are doing in this house what we should be doing, then they will be a mixed multitude. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you, they will stay in the church until the Lord calls us home. They will always be around. You might as well learn to live with it. Oh, Brother Freddie, I've had trouble living with it sometimes. I have failed sometimes because of the mixed multitude. You know why? My ear began to turn to them instead of to the Lord God Almighty that had the right answer. I became a part, Brother Terry, of that group that was listening to the mixed multitude. That was listening to the complainers. Come on. Those that were not even numbered among us. They were not of us. Feeling this. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. They're in here, church. Oh, glory. And I'm glad they are. For us to have a healthy church, we must have people from all walks of life. Some that's walking holiness, some that's not quite there, some that's not near there, and others that have just started. And others that are lost. And that's all right. That's a healthy church. That's the way it ought to be. Somebody say that's the way it ought to be. We don't want to run them out of the church. We want them in here. We don't want them to affect us though. Glory. I don't want to get ahead of myself here. Oh, I want to preach a while. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we must not let them, can I say, infect or affect us and our walk with God. We must not allow that. We must infect and affect them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to blow your socks off. I heard this, and I don't know whether Sister Angie heard it the other day, but I, Sister McGee and I had on the news, and... And there was a, a, a news thing that come across the screen that said, uh, you know, that we shouldn't use sanitizer all the time. Now it's, it's detrimental to use, uh, uh, say, you know, say this, this junk in here now. Yeah, you, you're not supposed to do that, you know. Uh, yeah, you can use too much of it. We need some germs. I, I, so I gathered from that. I, I took notice of that, and the Lord knew I was going to need it. So because they're now saying that it's, it's not good to use that sanitizer all the time, that, that we need some germs. So God, I'm going to tell you, let it be good germs if we're going to be infected. 
Oh, so it's all right to be infected if I'm infected with a good germ. Woo! Sister Angie, I'm about to get excited even before I get to the place that I had to call you. She, she was my lady last night that gave me information. I thank God for nurses that are in church. Ho, oh, oh. ho. I bent her ear a little bit. She gave me some information. I tried to study it out, but I'm going to tell you, encyclopedias on the computer is just not that great. Amen. Hallelujah. Let there be some good germs to be infected with. I'm going to tell you this little example. My son-in-law's in here tonight. I was glad he am. I'm glad he's here. My brother Mike, we was, I don't know, headed up into Amish country, I think. I don't remember. Maybe we was going out to eat. I don't even remember when it was. Mm, glory. Yeah, no, it was just the other day. In fact, I think it was while Brother McGee was uh, out on the weekend and preaching, and, and the word came back to us that when Brother McGee had preached up in Muncie, Indiana, they didn't even get to finish the message. He only got halfway through it, and they were running the aisles and shouting the glory of God coming down. And I began to tell Brother Mike that little story and he was driving his car, and he began to go like this. He said, why is it that goosebumps raised on my arm when you even began to talk about that? said, hey, that's the Holy Ghost in this car. Oh. He had just been infected by the Holy Ghost. Just talk, my God, church, just talking about it made him excited. I'm not talking about a God that just talking about him will infect you. I don't know. Maybe the words that was coming from my mouth. See, you can get an infection. It's airborne. So I'm praying that every one of you that walk out of this church tomorrow, when you go on your job tomorrow, that you'll infect somebody with a good germ, with that Holy Ghost, with the anointing and the power of God. Oh, somebody said the good germs. Oh, I'm telling you, just hearing about it will give you goosebumps. It's that good infection. It affected Brother Mike in a good way. It wasn't a bad feeling. It was like a... You know what I like? Sometimes it don't go away for a while. You ever got them goosebumps? And they kind of, the swelling goes down and it pops back up. The hair stands up, kind of gets down. I know somebody, you, you can do that when you get fearful, but this is a good feeling. Right. Yeah. Honey, you can't explain this to anybody. You say, man, that feels good. It feels just as good. Brother Mike, it feels better than sneezing. Brother Mike always says, oh, that feels good when he sneezes. But I'm going to tell you, he couldn't compare sneezing with those goosebumps he felt behind the steering wheel the other day. Come on, church. It's a good infection, and you need to be infected by it. It's a good feeling. It'll make you feel good. It'll take you through a day of trouble. It'll help you in your troubles. It'll help you when you're sick. It'll help you when you're going through surgery and at the end of your surgery and at the beginning of your surgery. I can't count the last 20 plus years, Brother Terry, of surgeries that I've went to and walked in the room before surgery, Brother Mason, and maybe read a scripture and began to pray. That person was so nervous and upset, shaken. And by the time I got through praying, they looked at me and said, it's gone. Come on, that's what God does. They're just, getting, they're just getting ready to have a surgery for infection, and God put a good infection in them. Now they've been infected by the good thing. 
And now they feel comfortable of taking on the world. Come on, church, I'm telling you about an infection that'll make you excited and the world can't take it away. But I can give it to them. You've seen those people. They'll get up close to somebody. And I'll tell you, if you stay close for very long, you're going to feel it. <laughs> I've noticed people at the back of the church and there's something going on at the front and they walk their way up there and pretty soon you know it, they're doing the same. You know what? They just got infected by the Holy Ghost. Somebody said infected. Somebody said good germs. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Somebody say we're leaders. <laughs> Somebody say I refuse to be affected by them. To be affected by them. Somebody say yes. Glory. An infection is caused by coming in contact with a germ or germs. A germ is defined as a small mass. Nobody ever likes to hear that word after they've had x-rays. A small mass of living substance. Everybody said living substance. Capable of developing into an organism or one of its parts. So actually one germ can be an organism. That may be all it takes to make it up. But I'm telling you, you need three germs in this thing. You need to repent. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And if you haven't got one of these germs, you need all of them. Because it makes up the kingdom of God. It makes a Christian out of you. Blood-bought, mercy-sought. Oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Now I want to show you something by our text, how easy it is to get infected by the mixed multitude. Glory. In verse 4 of our reading, the mixed multitude was among, that was among them fell lusting. Glory. Infected already. You hear me? The children, notice, it was the multitude that was among them that fell lusting, not the children of Israel. Come on. And then it says, the children of also, the children of Israel also wept again. They were infected already. Come on. Right in verse 4. If I can tell you, you can look back and you can read the scriptures up above this and you'll find that they had just got out of being infected. Come on. They had already done wrong and God had already come and prayer had been made and God took care of it. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Some of them, can I say, had just been consumed by the fire of God. Nevertheless, the fire had hardly went out. The smoke had hardly cleared. And they were infected again by the same spirit that grabbed a hold of them before. What I'm telling you, church, I'm telling you, the devil is after you time after time. He, oh, he'll infect you. God delivers you. The next thing you know, you're infected again. I know y'all thought I was perfect, but I, I, I wasn't perfect, am not perfect, was not perfect growing up. I received the Holy Ghost at nine years old. I was baptized in Jesus' name. But that, I'm going to tell you, that through my life in teenage years, I was like some of you, I listened to the country music. Come on, I've been open with you. I made my mistakes. I made my blunders. But there was a time that God got a hold of me. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I was infected by him more. And the devil didn't affect me anymore. Come on. You don't come on. 
Let me tell you something. When you get a hold of God, you have just taken an antibiotic for the bad germs and the good germs are going to fill your spirit and your soul and it will change you and you will become different. You will become well. Your life will be changed. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The mixed multitude made Egypt sound like a great place to live. They magnified the plenty and the dainties of Egypt as if the Lord had done them some great injustice by bringing them out. They made it look like God had done something bad to them by bringing them out of bondage. Come on. Come on, church. Come on. They were slaves. Come on. They, yet, yet they remembered in all of this the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic, the precious stuff. God, if that's all there is to precious stuff, God, give me something better. I'd, I'd rather think about the steak, the cattle that they didn't kill that they could have had. Understand, they brought them with us, but they was too stinking stingy to take some of their cattle and kill them so they could have a steak. They, was, they was felt better grumbling about the meal that the Lord had brought them. Oh, Glory. Come on, I'm not aiming to step on your toes, but I'm aiming to make you realize that there is a good germ that we can get a hold of that will outlast the bad germs. Oh, oh. they remembered all that good stuff, if you please, but they forgot the brick kills. I said they forgot the brick kills. Oh, they forgot the taskmasters. Uh-huh. They forgot the voices of the oppressors. They forgot the smart of the whip on their back. Come on. They forgot what it felt like. That somebody said, you will work. You will do this. Come on now. Mm, glory. If you could just get a picture, church. This is Satan. And he's after the sinner. And he's got him under the whip. And he's telling him, you got to do more for me. You got to drink. You got to take drugs. You got to do this. You don't have to do anything. I can be infected by a spirit that will overcome that bad spirit, that bad infection. I don't have to accept what the enemy has to offer me. Oh, glory. God, if I could tell you tonight, remember your taskmaster. Come on, remember where you came from. Remember what God has done for you. Remember what he's brought you out of. You was a slave to sin. I'm not going to hit you with it. All of us in here have already been beat enough with this. I don't have to hit you. Glory. They forgot the kills, the taskmasters, the voices, the oppressors, the smart of the whip on their back. But they didn't remember having together the stuff to make the bricks then now we'll just put an extra load on you. you. You go gather the straw. You go gather the stuff you need to make the brick now. We'll put, a, we'll put another job on you. Can I tell you that they ate angels' food and acted like the devil? They literally ate angels' food that they didn't have to work for. And they said that they ate the garlic and they ate all this free. No, they didn't. They was whipped. Come on. They had to do it. They had. Come on. They was forced at slaves to work. Yet Jesus drops it in their camp every morning. All they got to do is run out and gather it. You call that work something God give you that you didn't work for? Hey, it's called grace. It's the unmerited favor that God done for me. You and I did not in any way earn it. It was given to us as a gift. Hallelujah. 
Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all still with me? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's a sad day when the now becomes boring and unsatisfying and the past looks brighter than your future. It's a sad day when the now becomes boring and unsatisfying and the past looks brighter than your future. Come on, church. Would you stay with me? There's some of you in here that's tasted of it. There's some of you that's there. There's some of you that's just tasting. You're not all the way there. Come on. You're somewhere in between, but I'm telling you that he hadn't used the whip on you yet. Come on. He's luring you in. He desire. Come on, Chuck. Oh, I feel like talking to some young people in here. He's after your soul. Come on. He wants you. Oh, Satan, the Bible said desires to have you. He's got a desire to infect you with the bad germ. Come on, church. Don't allow him to. Come on. He'll take you down the wrong road, and it'll be a long road that you may not be able to return from. You better take the narrow way, the straight gate, and the narrow way that few there be find it. If you go with the crowd, you've done went the wrong way. Oh, Jesus. Glory. I don't know where all this is going. Hallelujah. Let me say this. When the past becomes your focus, then there is no future. Come on, church. I know I'm bearing down, but in a, in a good way to encourage you that when the past becomes your focus, Glory. There is no future. Glory. You've just lost your future. You've just given up your future. Come on. The mixed multitude. They could have had everything the children of Israel had because they went with them. But they chose to complain and murmur and talk against God. And they infected God's only children. Come on, church. you got to understand that. They infected the children of God with all their murmuring and complaining. I'm going to tell you, if you get by somebody that murmurs and complains against a pastor, you need to go somewhere else. You need to get away from them. That's a bad infection. Come on, you need to get close to somebody that's saying, come on, pastor, get with it. You're doing it. Come on, you're doing Come on, this pastor appreciation month, we need to let him know that we're behind him. We need to let him know that he's preaching truth. Somebody ought to stand up and shout, hallelujah. Come on, somebody ought to praise God for a pastor that'll preach truth. Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't even know how long I've been up here. Glory. Let me remind you something. They talked so much and infected the children of Israel so much that they all agreed together and they killed the taste of the original man. Y'all remember a few weeks ago tastes like wafers made with honey. Everybody say, yeah. Good stuff. Come on. Good germs. Good stuff. Took in that good stuff. It, it sounded good. They liked it. It was great. But all of now, all at once, it tastes like fresh oil. You know why? Because they had ground it. Come on. <laughs> they gathered it, ground it in meals. Come on. They beat it, beat the taste out of it. If we can't grind it out, we'll beat it out. Come on. They baked it in pans, made cakes out of it. Come on. Woo! And the freshness of it, and the, and the, and the taste of it was as fresh oil. It didn't taste sweet anymore. It, it tastes like olive oil. Yeah. It yeah, come on now. Who wants a drink first? 
Come on. I'm passing out olive oil, fresh oil. Anybody want a taste of this? It's good stuff. It really is. It's good to cook with. Come on. It's good to anoint people with. But you don't want it alone. Come on. They beat the taste out of the manna that God sent from heaven's kitchen that they didn't have to work for. They worked on God's, come on, the thing that God had made for them and made perfect and taste good. They took the taste away. I'm telling you tonight, there is some mixed multitude in the church that's making the manna taste different. They're telling them, come on, you don't have to do all that junk to live for God. That holiness is a bunch of garbage. I'm telling you, holiness without, which no man shall see God. If you don't have holiness, you don't have God because holiness is God. changed the taste of it they made it taste like fresh oil glory all right I'm gonna tell you what they were doing glory hallelujah they were trying to get it to taste like something they had back in Egypt he said if we haven't got the onion and we haven't got the garlic and the melon and all this stuff we'll make it taste like something back there We'll get the old whip out that was used on us and we'll work it over. We'll cut it. Man, we'll beat that stuff. We'll dry that old taste out of it. And, you know, and step on your whip every now and then. And, come on. Glory. Come on. They's beating the taste out of it. Come on, church. How many times have you ever had somebody that sat down beside you in church and they beat the taste out of your man? Come on. They's talking so loud you couldn't even get into the message. You should have just got up and moved because that's a mixed multitude and they're infecting you with the wrong germ. Either that or you need to pray the Holy Ghost and let them be affected by what's in you. I cannot allow myself to be infected or affected by the mixed multitude that sits in the church. I must change them, Brother Terry. Brother Leach said, get them here and God will fill them. Y'all got that? Are you running that over in your mind? I hope you're working on people right now to get them here. I want you to fill this church up because he said if God, if we got them here, God would fill them. I don't know about you, but I want to infect somebody. Come on. I want to walk out of this church and I want to infect somebody with the good germs. I'm tired of seeing this old nasty junk. Come on. I'm tired of seeing bad attitudes. I'm tired of seeing the devil win battles. Come on, church. I want to infect somebody. Y'all be praying. God's doing some work. My daughter's working in a place she don't really like. I don't like it because she's there, but God's got her there for a purpose. The vice president that came a week ago, I believe it was, didn't get to be here for the, for the street service, and he apologized for that. He'd like to have been here, but he was here for the hayride. And now he says, I'm interested in sitting down and seeing what the difference is between my religion and yours. Just by the way Sister Paula carries herself at work, she has infected her work group. The one, the boss, that gives her all kinds of problems, there's times she's got to break down and just tell her how much she appreciates her. And the people who works with her said, I don't understand how you can get that. We've never got that before in our life. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's a good germ. Yeah. He breathed in something that she shouldn't have breathed. And, and it changed her atmosphere. It changed her life. Come on, church. We need to infect somebody with some good germs. You all aren't getting into this. 
You've got an infection that'll carry far beyond this church and it'll win souls, but you've got to breathe it out. You can't be ashamed of it. I wasn't here. I don't know how many street meetings. I was out of town, man. My wife was enjoying our precious week and anniversary of 47 years. I didn't want to come back a night or two before and be infected with something bad, so I stayed gone so I could rest up. We was having a good time just praying, reading our Bibles, reading books and studying and walking and holding hands and all that stuff. You know what? If you're infected with the right thing, you can still do it after 47 years. Because it'll carry you through and you can still smile at each other and tell each other you love. You know, you're still in love. Come on. Hallelujah. You can sit talk about the five kids that you are so thankful for and how great of a blessing they've been and all the in-laws and the outlaws and the daughter-in-laws and the son-in-laws and all the laws. How good God has been. Come on, church. I want to infect somebody. I want to make a difference in somebody. I'm tired of them coming in and infecting the church with bad germs and making a wrong. Come on. Making things wrong in the church. Come on. Tearing the church apart. It's time to affect them and infect them and not let them infect and affect us. I cannot allow it to affect us. Hallelujah. Glory. Church. We don't need to change the message to suit the world. There is a faction in the church that they want you to change things. A lady told one of our members, said, if your pastor, this is back when I was pastor, that's, that's been a few years ago, said if your pastor would just change some things and let some things happen in y'all's church, you could have a church house full. I, I told the wife, I said, that's right, I could, but I don't want to take them all to hell. It's a bad germ. Come on. It's not a good germ. Come on. Come on. I'm not going to allow them to affect and infect me. I'm going to affect them and infect them. Oh, God. Oh, there has been too many that's been infected and pulled out of our midst that weren't the devils and still aren't. There's still a spark burning deep within that soul. All we need to do is get the germ to them. Let the spark be ignited. Let the Holy Ghost fire burn again. I don't know where y'all caught it this morning. I hope you did. Glory. Saul and his boys, because the worms was eating on their flesh, they burnt the flesh and buried the bones because it was not a good thing. It was a shame to bury him with, with the worms on him. Let me tell you, the flesh is what we need to kill. Come on. That's where the bad infection comes from. It's the flesh. It's not the spirit, church. If we can stay in the spirit, come on. The flesh, come on, has to come under subjection to the spirit for greater is he that's within you than he that's in the world. You do not have to succumb to the devil. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm trying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Don't be, there's nothing wrong with this apostolic message. Don't be infected by the world's message. They've got a message. It's love. Oh, God loves you. But you don't love your sin. You've got to get rid of that. You need to repent of it. You need to be washed. Glory. Hallelujah. Proverbs 14, 12. Solomon wrote, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And he thought that so much that he, in Proverbs 16, 25, he wrote it down again. 
There is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The wisest man, let me tell you, he knew what he's talking about. He'd been there. Oh, Jesus. Solomon writes it twice for our attention because he knows. Come on, church, it looks good and it sounds good. There's even a little feeling with it. But it'll take your soul to hell. I know I'm speaking plain. But I'm about to close. So that's why I'm speaking plain. Don't be infected by the wrong thing. Don't be affected by the wrong thing. Oh, I would to God. Oh, I'm getting down here now. Now I'm going to get down where y'all live. Right here in this, this last little bit. But Mason, you can come. How would to God we would get infected by the word of God and the things of God? Did you hear me? I said I would to God that we would be infected by the word of God and the things of God. Like some are infected with Facebook, cell phones, computers, and sports. I know that struck home because I'm going to say it again. I said, I would to God that we'd get infected with the things of God and the Spirit of God like we are with Facebook and cell phones and computers and sports. I challenge you this week to take the time you spent on Facebook and put your face in the Word of God and see where we're at next week. I challenge you the time that you use, come on, texting and all of that garbage junk on your phone. Just doing whatever, playing. Because I don't care. You're playing when you walk down the street, when you're riding in a car. I watch people. They'll have to run right smack dab into you because they're playing with their stinking cell phone, walking down the street. They're allowed to hit you head on on the highway because they're trying to text somebody or they're online or on Facebook even while they're running down the road. Come on, church. I wish we could get this excitement in the house of God. I wish we could infect somebody with the good things of God. If you're not careful, you get on the computer and you'll hit the wrong button. And something will pop up that'll take your eye. You need to get somebody you can be accountable to to lock that thing out. My computer is for study. Anybody that knows me will know that because you can go in there in my office right now and it's probably got a thousand. Maybe more than that. Sister Rhonda kind of takes care of them and wipes them off sometimes just for fun of it. Just get rid of them. She knows dad ain't going to look at them. Them emails. I don't answer them sinking things. No, I sure in Facebook, y'all. I'm taking my face some other way besides that. I've heard too much garbage. Come on. That's a place for gossip to start. It's all right if it's used right, but you can use it the wrong way. Come on. It can infect you with the wrong thing. It's all right to infect the world with Facebook. Come on. With the things of God. But don't let them infect and affect you. Too many people get on there and they think, well, bless God, it's just me. I'm the only one writing and nobody else is seeing me but who I'm sending it to. And the whole world sees it. And you've done spilled your guts to the devil. Okay. I promise this will be a, a good sermon. And I'm not saying that sports is wrong. I'm not saying that but when it interferes with church, it's sin. It's wrong. If it infects, come on. If it's infecting you and you stay out of the house of God, it's wrong. It's sin. God's going to judge you for it. Oh, my God.
We've become so comfortable with sports now. Multi-billion dollar business. There's, you ever notice there's more sports on TV than there is news? And, it's, and all you ever hear news is bad news? After I see the weather, I've seen enough. I'm, I'm wondering if I'm going to have sunshine tomorrow or I'm going to have to whistle in the rain. Come on, church. I'm on a roll now. I might as well just go ahead and stay here a while. It's getting quiet. That's all right. I'm used to that. I've been here for 20-some-odd years, and I preach whether they're quiet or whether you're not. You're listening at least when you're quiet. It's a sad thing when we come into church. And we've been to the prayer room, and we've prayed five minutes. And then we're out, we're visiting, we're talking about sports and what our, where we're at in the playoffs. And ours is, our team is winning and we've got this many more to do. And, and we're taping it while we're at church and we can't hardly hell wait to get home to watch it. God help us. It affects your worship. It infects you till you can't even worship God. You've got your mind more on sports than you do on God's kingdom. Now I challenge you to watch sports that instead of watching sports this week, put that time in prayer and see what next week will do. You know what? If you give up that junk this week, it's hard telling. Maybe Pastor McGee could buy, baptize a whole, come on, Nazarene church in Jesus' name and let them receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Maybe he could infect them, Brother Michael, with some goosebumps. Maybe I could preach a great revival in Galesburg, Illinois and see souls filled with the Holy Ghost. It's happening up there. They got a good problem. They don't know where to put the people. Church has doubled since I was there last year. God is moving on. You know what it is? He told me, he said, I am not doing anything, Brother McGee, than I've done in the other church. And it wouldn't grow. I'm not doing one thing different. You know what it is? It is workers, people that's praying. He said, our people is work. He said, I'm telling you, Brother McGee, they work all day. They'll get out and work of a night on Saturday. They're out working. Come on, Sunday school teachers is filling their class. Come on. We need to get excited and infect somebody. Come on. We need, come on, we need to get excited. Hold on, my son. I'm closing. Galatians 2 and 4, my last scripture. And that because of false brethren, unawares brought in, mixed, everybody said mixed multitude. who came in privately to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus that they might bring us into bondage again. The children of Israel had just made it through the fire. The fire just went out. The smoke had just cleared. They had just been set free. And here they are, the mixed multitude. Already, Brother Terry, in one verse, has already infected them. They wept again. They began to murmur again. How quick we are to forget God and where He's brought us from. Can't look back. Oh, Jesus. It's the mixed multitude. It's those that God didn't even number. They were the riffraff, if you please, the troublemakers. 
But they caught hold of a Jewish coattail. And they followed along. And it cost them their promised land the first time around. All of them had to die off, Pastor. All of those that had had the promise, Dick, all of them had the promise. But the one generation, Brother Terry, had to die. And a generation that did not really know God, had not seen the miracles, got what they had fought for. Are you going to allow somebody else to take your blessing? I don't know about you, but I want to infect somebody. Could you stand? This altar is open tonight. I don't want, come on. I don't want y'all to go to hell. I don't want none of, I don't want nobody that's in here. Y'all are my friends. You're my family. All of you kids are precious to me. And you can be 23, 24, 5 years old and you're still my kid. I'm sorry, but I'm not willing to give you up to the enemy. I'm not willing, Brother Terry, to let the enemy infect them and destroy them with bad germs. I'm going to stay on my knees and I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on seeking God till the answer comes. If dad and mom ever taught me one thing, and I'm sad to say that I don't do it like I should, but I remember one thing. My mom and daddy, when they come to pray for children in my family that were sick, they didn't leave until the fever had broke. I don't care if they had to stay half the night. They're still going to be there, brother. But Paul, they're going to be there until that fever left. They weren't leaving without an answer. Come on, church. We got to get to that place that we got to pray until the answer comes. I'm not giving up on my children. I'm not giving up on your children. I'm not giving up on this church family. Don't let him infect you. Let's affect him. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.